Coming up on Transformers University, we return to Japan. Take a look once again at the weird, wacky, and wild world of Transformers manga. This time in the year 1987, right now on Transformers University. Hello, my friend, and welcome to episode 104 of Transformers University. I am your host, Anthony Brucalli, owner, operator, madman behind TFU.info, the website, the tour archive, TFU News and Views podcast, this podcast, and oh, so much more. And I want to welcome you to episode 104 of Transformers University. Now, before we get into this episode, I do want to make sure that you had a chance to check out TFU News and Views. Uh, if you haven't seen it, and I, I don't know the order everything's going up, but uh, pretty soon there will be non-spoiler or minorly spoiler reviews of both Netflix War for Cybertron Kingdom, which comes out July 29th, 2021, and Masters of the Universe Revelation coming out July 23rd, 2021. I've gotten to see both shows. They're both excellent watches for different reasons and with different results. And that's all I'll say here. So make sure you keep an eye on your feed for the News and Views episodes or subscribe to News and Views on its own. And you'll hear my non-spoilery thoughts. And then a couple days after each show comes out, I'm going to put out a spoilery, very spoilery version of uh, both those podcasts. But today, we are covering Transformers manga in 1987. This uh, is actually the first of two parts of Transformers manga we'll do in 1987. Now, if you're familiar, if you're caught up, if you've listened to every episode, you'll know back in episodes 60 and 65, we've covered the previous portions of this manga. And you can get this book on Amazon. They have uh, released a lot of these pages. In fact, when I started doing this podcast and doing episodes about manga, this book wasn't released. I was working off of scans that I had found online. And now you can go and read uh, the entire run, which is great for me because now I don't have to hunt these things down, from the folks at Viz Media. And the great thing about this book, and I'll include a link in the show notes uh, for you to catch it on Amazon if you want to buy it, uh, is that it covers up right through the midway point of 1987. So... I can actually cut this episode off at where I was planning on cutting it off to begin with, and we'll pick up out of uh, the Viz Media version, Volume 2, starting in the next manga episode in a few weeks. So let's get right to it, shall we? So this uh, first set of stories is five parts. It's called The Story of Super Robot Lifeforms, The Transformers. It's by... Masumi Kaneda, uh, the writer, and artist Ban Magami, uh, who is, were both the writer and artist on all the uh, previous manga and all the subsequent manga. So uh, no need to really go into too much detail there. And this story takes place between episodes of season three, which, as a reminder, in Japan was called Transformers 2010, which means it took place in 2010, not in 2006. So everything takes place a little bit later. Plus, they did not get Transformers the movie in Japan until 1989. So they have to actually catch people up to parts of the story that weren't told on screen in Japan at that point. 
So this story starts with Rodimus Prime, Ultra Magnus Cup, Blur, Springer, RC, and Wheelie as they receive an SOS from a spaceship, which turns out to be a Decepticon trap. They raid the ship to try to save the humans on board and ultimately get attacked by a bunch of Decepticons, namely Galvatron, Scourge, Cyclonus, and a Sharktacon. And as we know, the Sharktacons weren't working with the Decepticons in this continuity, so it makes me wonder if that is in fact Gnaw. In the battle, Galvatron shoots Rodimus Prime and damages him, but Rodimus Prime uh, sees the ghost of Optimus Prime. He gets up, rallies himself, shoots Galvatron again, and blows a hole in the ship. Uh, Rodimus Prime leaves bombs behind, which was his original plan to blow up the ship before they had to uh, rescue the humans, and escapes. Uh, the Autobots save the humans, and they blow up the ship. The end. Yes, these stories will get wackier as we go, I promise. Um, in fact, it starts in part two, which was published in January of 1987. Uh, the previous one was published in December of 1986, and I held off on talking about that one in 1986 because of its ties to the continuity here. Now, the Autobots are attacked by five Megatrons. Yes, the Voltron Force of Megatrons, if you will, uh, though it is in black and white, so I don't know if the Voltron Force of Megatrons, uh, but they're attacked by five Megatrons, and those uh, Autobots that are attacked transform into their vehicle forms, and it's a lot of the same folks we saw before, Springer, Coupler, RC, and Rodimus. In their vehicle forms, they crash into Megatron and realize this Megatron is a ruse. They see Galvatron behind the Megatrons. Just then, Springer Cup, Blur, and RC use their vehicle modes to form a ramp for Rodimus Prime. Rodimus Prime jumps the ramp like he's a Dukes of Hazard and fights Galvatron. The Autobots bust up the fake Megatrons, and Galvatron flees. The end. It's an interesting one here because it's still a mystery in Japan at this point as to who Galvatron is and if Galvatron is actually Megatron. And I know there was, I read up on the wiki that there was some contention to this over the years because uh, not being able to translate it or people mistranslating it uh, made the assertion that Megatron was still alive <laughs> in Japan and times five somehow. But I digress. Let's move on to part three. Part three starts with Ultra Magnus giving kids a tour of Autobot City. During the tour, the city transforms into Metroplex with the kids inside uh, and sends Scamper into battle to fight Trypticon. Trypticon counters with full tilt uh, and they fight uh, in base mode. Trypticon uses Brunt the tank. That's in quotes. That's the actual name they gave him. And then Metroplex deploys Six-Gun, the second city warrior, which means he's totally from Chicago. Six-Gun fights off full tilt. He steals the Brunt tank and shoots Trypticon with it in the face, and the Autobots win. Rodimus Prime returns back to the city and congratulates Ultra Magnus for not getting a bunch of children killed inside of Metroplex. The end. Now, part four. Part four is probably my favorite uh, of these so far. Um, it starts with the Quintessons unleashing a new Decepticon called Gilthor. Gilthor is a Decepticon who is part Optimus Prime and part Megatron. Galvatron has decided he has called Rodimus Prime for a showdown, kind of like Heavy Metal War. And Gilthor is there to sneak attack in vehicle mode. 
Uh, his vehicle mode consists of like Optimus Prime's cab with like Megatron's chest design, but like with Megatron's legs and gun handle parts. Uh, it's it's a really cool looking design. It's one of those ones I'm surprised there hasn't been more of a clamor for. Um, in the fandom for like a toy because this would be pretty cool i'd be all over that as a toy uh he shoots rodimus in the back and then transforms uh he has optimus's head and he's got a revolver for a forearm uh he continues his attack on rodimus prime and defeats rodimus prime but then decides to defeat to attack galvatron because he wants to be the decepticon leader this forces rodimus and galvatron to team up to fight off gilthor they defeat him, and as they do, Starscream's ghost leaves his body. So who was in control the entire time? The Quintessons? Starscream? Gilthor himself? It's kind of confusing, but I, I like that there are all these mysteries around this character. Part 5 starts with the Autobots on the planet Femina, uh, which we'll see later in uh, the Headmaster's cartoon. Uh, the Decepticons arrive to attack the Prime Energy Tower, and the Autobots defend. The Decepticons call on their combiners, Menasaur, Devastator, and Bruticus. So do the Autobots. They call on Omega Supreme, Superion, and Defensor. We have even odds until... Predaking arrives, and Galvatron reveals that Skylynx is stuck fighting other Decepticons on Earth. So who will defeat Predaking? The Autobots have a secret weapon of their own. You guessed it! The Omnibots? That's right, the Omnibots making maybe their only fictional appearance here. Uh, they have a way to take down Predaking. They have wire, and they uh, transform into vehicle mode and drive around Predaking, tripping him up. They also use their third mode, their attack modes, as they pull the wire and topple him over into the other Decepticon combiners, and the Autobots win the end. And that is the wrap-up of this first part. The thing I love about these, these manga pages is, one, they're crazy, right? right? There's some really weird stuff in these stories. And then, two, we get to see characters like the Omnibots who have never gotten any fictional representation. I mean, they barely got tech specs in Japan. So it makes me really happy to see that this stuff is there and exists so that we have a little bit more breadth and depth to these characters that uh, we may have grown to know. I know the Omnibots were a big part of my Autobot team when I was a kid because I didn't have that many uh, first or second year Autobots to uh, be cars and just be on Earth. So this is pretty cool. We still got so much more to cover. So just after this, we'll talk the great Transformers War. Hey, want to help out this podcast or the website tfu.info? There's a number of ways you can do it. Let me tell you how. You can help us directly by joining our Patreon and enrolling as a student at Transformers University. There, you'll get early access to the podcast as well as exclusive behind-the-scenes peaks and perks for as little as $1 a month. Sign up is quick and easy. Just swing on by to www.patreon.com slash tfuinfo. Another way you can help us is by using our Amazon link, www.tfu.info slash Amazon. Type that into your browser whenever you want to shop at Amazon and a portion of what you spend will be contributed back to us. It's that easy. Finally, you don't become the world's longest running transforming toy archive without some help from other fans. We're always on the hunt for photos of figures and accessories we're missing from our pages. 
you'd like to contribute, go to tfu.info slash help for a list of what we need or send an email to info at tfu.info. tfu.info, the Alpha Trion and Omega Prime of Transforming Toys. Now, back to the show. And that takes us to the Great Transformers War. And this is a three-parter, and it starts with the uh, Decepticons kidnapping a person by the name of Dr. Dalton, the smartest scientist in the universe. The Decepticons are using him to repair Trypticon and help them build Terracons. Just then, the Aerobots and Protectobots attack. Motormaster and Onslaught dock with Trypticon in their base modes, which we never see. This is so cool. And they use them to launch their team members uh, to fight Superion. Those team members rip Superion limb from limb, literally, and toss the smaller aerial bots down to Earth. Then they form Bruticus and Menosaur. Blades is sent to infiltrate Dino Base, which is Trypticon in base mode, while the remaining Protectobots distract Bruticus and Menosaur so that Hotspot can use his repair bay mode to fix the Aerobots. Once the Aerobots are repaired, they fight Bruticus, and Silverbolt uses his launcher mode to deploy them. So we get to see all four uh, base modes, you know, vehicle launching modes in here. It's so cool. In fact, there's even a name for uh, the attack used by the Aerobots. It's called Aerobot Scramble Shot Attack, and it's used to blind the Decepticons. Blades escapes from Dino Base with Dr. Dalton, the smartest scientist in the universe. And the doctor helps the Autobots develop the Technobots. But Ratbat is spying, and the Autobots are building something. The end. Uh, yeah, it's a little confusing towards the end here. And this actually contradicts the events in Grimlock's new brain, but they actually retcon it in part two. So in part two, we have Computron fighting Abominus at the top. And the retcon here is that Dr. Dalton, the smartest scientist in the universe, has mentioned that he has upgraded the Technobots weaponry. Uh, Abominus decombines, and the Terracons launch what is called Control Glue ew, on Computron. Uh, this puts Computron under the control of the Decepticons, and the Technobots and Decepticons all leave. Dalton unveils his exosuit for Spike to use, which has not really been shown in Japan because Transformers the movie didn't come out until 1989. Spike puts on his exosuit and goes to free the Technobots. He shoots at the control glue and melts it. Computron then fights Abominus and wins the end, taking us to part three. Optimus Prime, Convoy, I mean Convoy, has returned in space. Space! The Autobots and Decepticons fight, and the Cons flee. On Earth, the fight continues, but in the furthest reaches of space, Space! The fight rages on. The Headmasters fight on Planet Master. And the Decepticons are losing until Sixshot, the Ninja, arrives. From the battle, the Decepticons flee to Char, and the Autobots return to Cybertron. And we get set up for the Headmasters, the TV series, and the manga as we move forward in Japan. Now, there's also a bunch of story pages in these manga that were very hard to come by, especially even when I was doing uh, the previous two episodes on 60 and 65. Um, but there's so much neat stuff, and they they packed a lot of it in the back of this 
Transformers the Manga Volume 1 from last year, uh, such as character designs of the Season 3 characters, all sorts of just beautiful colored artwork. Um, and there's also some great stuff of uh, basically drawings for every episode of Season 3, like a, a way to boil down Season 3 into one episode at a time, pieces of artwork, uh, including Starscream's ghost uh, scaring uh, Blitzwing, of all people. Uh, <laughs> we got some art of the Predacons. Uh, there's some great like um, organizational charts where you can see how the Decepticons are grouped and the Autobots are grouped. Uh, there's a Dark Awakening photo. Uh, there's lots of yeah, there's lots of zombie optimists in these photos. Uh, there's some neat Scramble City stuff too. I'm just trying to pull it up on my iPad. But there's all before I get to that. There's also some great drawings of things from particular episodes. So uh, stuff like Madman's Paradise or Chaos or Carnage in C minor. I like if you never really see art of of those side characters, those humans and aliens and whatever, uh, and they're they're in here and it's really really neat to see. Uh, there's a great one from the June 1987 TV magazine that is the best scramble combiner robot and it's a color piece of art and it features scattershot as the body with uh nose cone as one of the legs and blades as one of the legs and then the arms are skydive and air raid uh, it just looks so cool uh seeing like official art of alternate combinations for you know the scramble city figures is really just really neat uh, there's even a drawing of uh, Only Human with Cobra Commander in it, uh, an old snake, if you will. There's even artwork of uh, Overkill and Slugfest. Uh, it's just, it's really neat. And so, yeah, I highly recommend that if you've been following these, I'm following along on these, and these have been fun episodes to do because the stories are just so wacky. I do highly recommend going out and purchasing the book, and you can do that with our Amazon link. Uh, tfu.info slash Amazon or you can just follow the link in the show notes uh, I'll send you directly there you can pick it up on Amazon I think it's on Comixology as well and order yourself a copy today uh, it's three parts this is volume one when we get back to manga the next time around it'll be in volume two now before we wrap things up give this a quick listen thanks for listening to the show Stick around to hear what's coming up next episode, but first, I want to fill you in on a few ways you can stay in touch with the show. Want to be on the show? Leave us a voicemail at 702-763-4838. That's 702-POD-4TFU. Or send an email to info at tfu.info. Be sure to catch us on Twitter at TFU underscore info and on Facebook and Instagram under the username TFU info, all one word. Also, please subscribe to our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash TFU info, where we post all of our podcasts plus special video segments, reviews, and live coverage of Transformers-related events such as New York Toy Fair and New York Comic Con. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Please visit us at www.tfu.info, the world's longest-running transforming toy archive. And next time on the show, we are going back to comics one more time for the final Marvel U.S. limited series. We're going to talk Headmasters, the limited series from Marvel. 
in episode 105 of Transformers University. Until then, I am your host, Anthony Brucalli, owner, operator, madman behind TFU.info. Until then, see ya. <laughs>